you we we honor you indeed you are so great honor and glory we give unto the name of our god in jesus mighty name we have worshiped amen good evening everyone um welcome to tribe if you're new here this is god's favorite house uh, midweek bible study and we're excited to have you here this is our year of lifting and it's our prayer that the Lord will lift you in every area of your life as you stay connected in Jesus' name. So yes, today we, we continue in our series um, on the book of Hebrews, and this is part three, Hebrews part three. If you missed any of the um, previous teachings, please go back and catch up on our YouTube channel after um, tonight's session. So, um, we're going to be reading um, from the book of Hebrews, um, and I'll be reading Hebrews chapter 3. So um, get out your Bibles with me. I'm going to be reading from the NLT. You can read from any version, just follow on any version. It's an exciting read, so I'm going to read the entire chapter, and the, God, the Lord God Almighty will give us understanding in Jesus' name. So it says, and so dear brothers and sisters who belong to God, and abound for heaven, think about this Jesus whom we declare to be God's messenger and high priest. You see, um, we are all bound for heaven. I'm sure that's exciting for you. When I read this, you know, I read the books of Hebrew several times in my, in my, in my Christian walk, but for the first time, it dawned on me, maybe because I'm more excited about this season. You know, we've been, we've been, we've been, we are, we're, we're fired off. Of, of, I mean, with everything God's doing in our midst as a church. So it says, we, you and I, if you're a believer, that we are bound for heaven. You know, like Pastor will say, so maybe one day we'll pull the Superman when Jesus is coming. If we rapture, we just lift up our hands and every one of us will just, you know, fly without a cape that is up even to the heavens. So it says, we should. Think about this Jesus whom we declare to be God's messenger and high priest. For he was faithful to God whom appointed him just as Moses served faithfully. Just as Moses served faithfully and was entrusted with God's entire house. But Jesus deserves far more glory than Moses. Just as a person who builds a fine house deserves more praise than their house itself. For every house has a builder, but God is the one who has made everything. Verse 5, Moses was certainly faithful in God's house, but as only a servant. His work was an illustration of the truths God's of the truths God would reveal later. But Christ, the faithful son, was in charge of the entire household, and we are God's household. If we, if we, if we keep our courage and remain confident in our hope in Christ, we remain God's household. You see, um, like 
um, Pastor Kunle and Pastor Morake did justice to this um, in, in, in um, um, part one and part two. So we're not going to spend more, um, a lot of time on, on this context. Bottom line is that Jesus Christ cannot be compared to anyone. Jesus can be compared to angels. There's no comparison between angels and Jesus. Jesus cannot be compared to, to, to Moses or any prophet or any other priest because Jesus is the only high priest that stands before the Father to make intercession for you and I. Hallelujah. That is exciting. So Jesus is above any other. The seven says, this is why the Holy Spirit says, today you must listen to his voice. Don't harden your hearts against him as Israel did when they rebelled, when they, re when they tested God's patience in the wilderness. There, your ancestors tried my patience, even though there was, even though they saw my miracles for 40 years. It says their ancestors tried the patience of the Lord, even though they saw his miracles for 40 years. It says, so I was angry with them, and I said, their, I said, their hearts always turn away from me. They refuse to do what I tell them. So in my anger, I took an oath. They will never enter my place of rest. They will never enter my place of rest. Verse 12 says, be careful. Be careful then, brothers and sisters. Make sure that your own hearts are not evil and unbelieving, turning you away from the living God. We are called to do better than the Israelites. We are called to do better than the people of the Lord. The interesting part is that we have an edge because we have the Holy Spirit. They didn't have the Holy Spirit, but we have an edge. We have the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit gives us guidance. So we are called to do better by the help of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 13 says, you must want each other as long as it is called today so that none of you will be deceived by sin and hardened against God. For if you are faithful to the end, trusting God just as firmly as when we first believed, we will share in all that belongs to Christ. But never forget the warning. He repeats it. Today, you must listen to his voice. Don't harden your hearts against him as Israel did when they rebelled. And who were those who rebelled against God? Even though they had heard his voice, weren't they the ones Moses led out of Egypt and who made God angry for 40 years? Wasn't it the people who sinned, whose bodies fell in the wilderness? And to whom was God speaking when he vowed that they would never enter his place of rest? He was speaking to those who disobeyed him. So we see that they were not allowed to enter his rest because of their unbelief. May the Lord bless the reading and the hearing of his word in Jesus' name. You know, I was looking for a title to give this, um, this chapter to capture the essence for me and guide, you know, my thoughts for the teaching. And one word kept coming to my mind. That word is journey. So if I was to give a subtitle to this chapter, I would tag it journey. As a church, we are on a glorious journey. Just as the children of Israel that was, uh, that were, I mean, were described in this chapter, they were, they were, they were on a journey, a journey from Egypt um, to Canaan. So, but, but with every journey, 
their highs and their lows, their bends, their curves, their twists, their turns. And not everyone who starts the journey will finish with you. And sadly so. That's just the way life is. That's how it is with uh, it was with the people um, of Israel. And that's how it is in the world we live in. With the relationships, you know, we keep with the issues of life in general. Some people typically will um, fall by the wayside. But the question that I, that I ask myself, and the question I'm asking you tonight, I pose to you tonight, is why should it be you? You know, why should it, why, your name wasn't written there. Our names were not written there about uh, uh, as the people that, that fall by the wayside. Now, now, I want you to say out loud to yourself, I will finish. Say, say, say to yourself, say it out loud, that I will finish strong. I will finish strong. I, Richard Obama, I will finish strong. Say, I am lifted and I will enter into my rest. You will enter into your rest in the mighty name of Jesus. And of course, that's a good place to celebrate. Hallelujah. We will enter into our rest. We will enter into our rest in the mighty name of Jesus. So some people fall by the wayside. And it's typically those who insist on the hold. God is doing a new thing in God's red house. Um, I mean, the seasons have changed. And if anyone insists on staying uh, in the same old place with the same old mindset, I'm afraid they are bound to fall on by the wayside. In fact, I can tell you that ev not everyone that started um, this journey with us is still standing. I mean, God's Red House is going to be 11 years old. Hallelujah. God has done amazing things from the onset, you know. And we all started together, you know, with people, you know, on the pilgrimage. But not everyone is still standing. I'm, I mean, I'm, and to the glory of God, God has added more and God has increased us. But I, mean, I wish you could say that everyone that started the journey is still on the journey. And if you remember towards the end of last year, we were admonished to focus on, not to focus on the old, but to focus on the road ahead. You know, hashtag Atitonie, you know, that was an exciting period as well. So we have our eyes focused on all the Lord has laid in front of us. And we, as a people, are lifted in Jesus' name. So interestingly, God doesn't advise us. God doesn't suggest when it comes to our destiny. You know, God commands when it comes to our destiny. He instructs. His, his, his own is to instruct. And our, ours, our, our own position is to, is to obey. Our part of the equation is to obey the instruction God has given to us. You know? So make up your mind that you will not be counted. I mean, I just want to keep stress this for a bit that you will not be counted among the people who refuse to enter into God's rest. You will not be counted amongst the people that refuse to enter into God's rest because you will enter into God's rest in Jesus' name. So real quickly, who are they? Who are those people who refuse to enter God's rest? What, um, what, what do we look out for? So we don't um, make the same mistakes, you know. So we're going to be referring to um, the, the the chapter we, we read, so we can see what they did, because we don't want to do it. We want to do opposite of what they did, so that we can enter, enter God's rest. And the first thing that comes uh, jumps at us there is from verse eight: they that hardened their hearts, they that hardened their hearts, don't harden your hearts against Him as Israel did when they rebelled. They tested God's patience in the wilderness. The people that had in their hearts don't enter into God's rest. 
these are people that you know they, i mean you're, you're wondering some people don't, are just restless it's not a money issue they, like pastor k was saying in in, in, in um, i want to call it chapter one that you know the rich food it doesn't go together you imagine if someone is rich you know wealthy the person should have entered into some kind of rest but he was restless because he was disconnected from god why because of his foolishness you know so they that had in their hearts are disconnected from god you will not be disconnected from god in jesus name why because your heart will not be hardened who are the people that do not enter into god's rest number two verse nine tells us that their ancestors tried my patience these are the people that tries god's patience so first they had in their hearts god is merciful but they continue to try his patience you add in your heart god is merciful his steadfast love never ceases mercy is renewed each day but you continue to harden your heart <laughs> be careful number three who are the people that don't enter into the rest of god who are these people number three these are the consistently disobedient people verse 17 says that they made god angry they made God angry. I read. It says, and who made God angry for 40 years? Think about it. They made God angry for 40 whole years. You know, one year would have been bad enough. Two years, three, four, five, 40 whole years. They kept on trying his patience. You know, so what are the principles that govern us? For example, as a church, one of the principles that govern us is, is zero um gossip policy why because gossip destroys simple reason why why don't we gossip as a church why don't we allow gossip as a church because gossip destroys and we see here in gospel house if i mean we should gossip down with the bazooka and of course it should be the same with every church of christ and every organized body that wants to grow proverbs 16 28 says that gossip is spread by wicked people they stay up trouble and break up friendships. They stay up trouble and break up friendships. That, that's the good news translation. So, example, Mr. A goes to Mr. B and says, have you heard? And then Mr. B takes it to Auntie C and says, they said. <laughs> then the rumor spreads. Though it's unfounded, though it's unverified, the rumor spreads. And then Mr. A prays and fasts, you know? You know? And, and everyone is not responding. You know, like Mr. A would expect, or or Auntie C that didn't even start the the gossip. You know, you know, didn't start the the rumor. You know, say, she she says, I call on the host of evil right now, and they would be like, off your mic, off your mic, off your mic. You're on our payroll, <laughs> and you are saying God is not fair. The question is, why do you choose to be on the wrong side of the equation? It's as simple. You the the moment you go against. The, the the principles of God, you, the 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 set principles of God. You, I mean, you're you're against Him. He said to 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 Saul in First Samuel five that obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience is better than sacrifice. God is saying to us today that obedience is better than sacrifice. So you want to enter your rest. You want to enter your rest. You you must obey. What kind of obedience? Not half obedience, not conditional obedience, but full obedience. Full obedience. Who, who are those people that do not enter their rest? Number four, we, we look at verse 9b. Number four, verse 9b says that even though they saw his miracle for 40 years, 
These are the ones that grow overly familiar. They've seen miracles, miracle after miracle. So it gets to a point when they, they show up like, is it not church? God will do it again service three times a year, one PPP. 321 days fast plus 114 days fast. So what next? No hunger, no expectation, apathy. And that is just so sad. You know, we ought to be excited about what God is doing in our lives. When you, when you get to a point when you see Papi, like you are seeing him for the first time, so it's, it's fresh to you. When you get to a point where the word lifted literally, you know, your, your life literally depends on it when every worship session or every worship song hits differently than it did the last time that's when you that's that's that the sweet spot you need to be in not in the place where you are counting okay i know they will do three what three praise songs four worship songs and then somebody will come back and give an announcement you are growing overly familiar may we not grow overly familiar in the mighty name of jesus amen and number five who are those people that refuse to enter the rest of God? These are the rebellious people. Re rebellion is slightly different from, from obedience in this context in that you know, it, it is deliberate resistance to the established authority. It, it is deliberate uh, resistance. You know, um, dis disobedience, um, disobedience says, you know what, I will not obey, you know, but rebellion says that not only do i refuse to obey you know i will disobey i will resist and i will challenge in an attempt to fight against it so it's it's a broad it's a, it's it's a more matured way if i can call it that of disobedience disobedience says you know what this is the established order i refuse to obey it but rebellion says this is the established order not only will I disobey it, I will resist it, I will challenge it, and I will attempt to fight it. Listen, David understood the dangers of rebelling against God's order. So when, when, when he, he was clearly anointed to lead, even though he was clearly anointed to lead, he discerned that God is the one who leads one and pulls down another. So even though Saul refused to relinquish this, the throne to David, David did not rebel. He refused to rebel against Saul. David could easily have taken him out could have taken his, his, his own army and marched against Saul. But David refused. He knew that in doing that, he would be rebelling against God, not Saul. Be careful, Psalm 75 verse um, um, 7 says, God is the one that lifts up one and only him can, can, can pull down another because why? He is the one true judge. It's not in my place to judge or kick against the one who, who God has chosen to lift up. In fact, resisting one that God has chosen to lift up is uh, it's like kicking against the gods. You know, uh, Acts 26. Acts 26. This is the story of Saul. When Saul was was insistent, was insistent on rebelling against God. He, he was he thought he was fighting against humans, against people, but he was fighting against God. And I read quick, real quickly from um, verse 14. It says he fell to the ground in the easy to read version. Then. We all fell to the ground. But this is the first time I, I, I saw that we all fell to the ground. Anytime I read that part of the scripture, I actually thought it was just Saul that fell to the ground. But they all fell to the ground when the light hits. He said, we fell to the ground. Then I, only Saul now, heard the voice talking to me in Aramaic. The voice said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? You are only hurting yourself by fighting against me. Listen, 
when you rebel against God's ordained, established order, you are fighting yourself. <laughs> That's what it says. You are fighting yourself. Another version, the Amplified Version says that it is, it is, it is pointless. It is offering pointless resistance. It is hard for you to kick repeatedly against the gods. It's like offering pointless resistance. <laughs> offering pointless resistance. Question is, who was Saul persecuting? Who was he going to put in chains? People, right? Uh, maybe his biggest catch would have been Peter or John or even James, you know? But God said, boy, it is me you are resisting. It is me you are fighting. Can anyone fight against God? The Bible tells us in, in Matthew 21 that anyone that comes against him, right, will be broken to pieces. And anyone who he falls on will be crushed. May all our enemies, the enemies of the gospel of Christ, the enemies of the work that the Lord is doing in our lives, be crushed into dust in the mighty name of Jesus. But we will rise because we are lifted. Hallelujah. So moving on, verse 3 and 4, it says, it says, <clears throat> in verse 3 and 4, I'll read it again. It says, but Jesus deserves a far more glory than Moses, just as a person who builds a house, a fine house, deserves more praise than the house itself. For every house has a builder, but God is the one who made everything. God is the one who made everything. God is the builder, and that is so instructive. So if God is the builder, then, then, then not only can he build from the scratch, he can reconstruct our lives too. And I found that very, very exciting for me. Regardless of how messed up the structure has been, has been uh, God can re reconstruct it. And I, 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 I mean, I stand here to, tonight as a living testimony of how God reconstructed a life, a total mess to become a, a, a message, a vessel of honor. Hallelujah. God can reconstruct your mess. No matter how bad you think that mess is, God can reconstruct your mess and make that mess become a vessel of honor. In what aspect of your life do you need to be modeling? In what aspect do you require a, a reconstruction? Will you surrender to him today and trust him with that issue? The, 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 the Holy Spirit is, you know, is here to give us courage to surrender and he will give you courage in the mighty name of Jesus. But you need to stop fighting. You need to open up your life so that the Holy Spirit can come in and remodel your life. Just as you remodel mine and remodel countless of believers all over the world that are going for Jesus. You will go for Jesus in Jesus' mighty name. We pray. Amen. So, um, moving on. I, 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 verse 7 and, and 15. Verse 7 and 15, I read, it says in verse 7 that today, this is what the Holy Spirit says. The Holy Spirit that is here to help you remodel your life. It says, today you must listen to his voice. And in verse 15, it says, but never forget this warning. Today, you must listen to his voice. Remember what he says. Today, when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts as Israel did when they rebelled. So what is the significance of today? What's the significance of today? Today represents the present. Today represents your response to the call, uh, the call to action. Yesterday is past, and you can't go back and change yesterday. None of us can. Tomorrow is not guaranteed, but interestingly, 
today you have a say you can influence today you have a say in fact the the popular quote by um uh, eleanor roosevelt says yesterday is history today tomorrow is mystery and today is a gift yesterday is history it's past it's nothing you can do about it tomorrow is a mystery it's not even guaranteed but today is a gift and god literally gives us today as a gift he says this gift is not just for you and i this gift is for our community how verse 13 says if you, sorry you must want each other every day as long as it is called today so that none will be deceived by the sin and hiding against god you know we always say in god's will that we are better together we are better together and he's saying to us that today we i mean it is time for us to encourage other people it's not just about us we need to encourage other people don't be stubborn and hard in your hearts but remember to encourage other people so the gift of today is also to encourage others on this journey on this journey that we're going on as a church because they too need to enter their rest today if you will hear his voice like he said don't harden your hearts because because the people that had in their hearts like we just talked about they never made it into their rest but you will make it into your rest in jesus mighty name we pray amen verse 15 b 16 um and to 18 i read it in the phillips uh, trans translation and i'll bring out some um some points that i that um I, I i felt impressed by when i was i was preparing for this teaching it says today if you will hear his voice do not harden your heart as as in rebellion for who was it who heard the word of god and yet provoked his indignation was he not all who were rescued from slavery under the leadership of moses under the leadership of moses under the leadership of moses they were rescued from egypt under the leadership <laughs> but these are the same people that had in their hearts and it says who was it with whom god was displaced for 40 long years was it not those who after all their hearing of god's words fell into sin we've been hearing god's words it says they disobeyed him and they rebelled against him the same people that were, were being fed continually by the leadership the same people that rebelled against god it says and 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 left their bones god left their bones in the desert and to whom the gods swear that they would not enter his rest was it not these very men who refused to trust him he, he, god is saying to 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 the israelites or saying to the israelites like i saying to us that we we ought to trust him with with everything that we have experienced by now trust there should not be there should be no issues of trust there should be no there should be nothing that we we don't say okay you know what we believe it because god has done it over and over and over again so the fact is that god has time you can see from this scripture that god has time you know i can imagine the pain of joshua and caleb when everyone else from the generation they they, they were they were with from their I'm like their age group were wiped out but them they must have had friends from the mix from the mix of those people you know that they had dreams together people that they hoped you know would take the promised land with them it must have been crushing for joshua and caleb to to have watched these guys drop one after the other in the in the desert 
And, 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 and God has time. God is saying today, <laughs> the God that says today, he has time. The question is, do you, do you have time? We don't have time. Ours is limited, his is unlimited. He said, I, I, I want to bless the people of God's with house, but I will wait you out. <laughs> you will expire, then I will do what I plan to do. Whoa! <laughs> you know, or you can be wise enough and aligned today. Ah, I said, Lord, I aligned today. Don't wait me out. Too. Don't wait me out. <laughs> My heart will not be hardened in the mighty name of Jesus, and your heart will not be hardened. You know, I choose today to take responsibility. I choose today to act immediately on the words that I hear, the words that is being spoken to me, even from the pulpit, words that are inspired by the set man of this house to speak unto us. I choose today to listen and to adhere in the name of Jesus so that to the one who owns tomorrow, we guarantee my future. Hallelujah. So by, I, I'm saying by, 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 by God's grace, I will not be waited out. You will not be waited out in the mighty name of Jesus. God will not wait you out. Amen. God will not wait you out. So we see from this, the two main points, I, I like I said, I, if I was to tag this um, um, teaching, I would tag it the journey, the journey. God's favorite house is on a journey. If, if, you, if, you, if you're watching and you do not consider yourself a member of God's favorite house, in your Christian work, you are on a journey and God wants you to enter into his rest to enter into his rest and we can see that there are certain kinds of people that do not enter into the rest of God these are the people that have had in their hearts these are the people that try God's patience they are consistently disobedient consistently you know testing you know testing God over and over again they grow overly familiar and over familiar with the ways of God and you know they become apathetic in some cases lethargic and of course they are rebellious people may you never be called a rebellious person may God never say you know what this child that had in my eyes had in their heart and have tested me one time too many and they will not enter into my rest because you will enter into your rest in the mighty name of Jesus amen and amen and amen so today we've heard the word of the lord again and he's saying to us that do not harden your heart so i would um i would like to pray with a group of people um real shortly but before we do um if there are any questions um i would like us to um take any questions now i just want to check if any questions have been sent if you have any question you can go on um the the chat room um where you are watching from and the online pastors we collect your questions and um, send to us um so we can answer or we can treat those questions so if you have any question um feel free to send send in your questions even as we are about to wrap up feel free to send in your questions if you have any questions if you have any questions, feel free to send in your questions. Hallelujah. So um, I'd like to pray with, um, like we said, um, a group of people while we wait for for any questions. And those are the people that you, you know that God is not the Lord and master of your life. In fact, your, your story can be likened to day that 
have refused. You see, I keep using the word refused because the choice really is up to us to enter into the rest of God. God has done everything. You know, like we, we, we heard in chapter one and chapter two, that's the series, um, part one and part two, you want to go back and watch it. God has given us access. The great high priest has done everything for us to enter into his rest. The choice is now left for you and I to enter the rest. So if you're here and you are you you know that you have not entered the rest, and you're saying today that Lord, I want to make that choice, I want to make that 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 bold step and come into your rest today. Jesus is not the Lord and master of my life. We'd like to introduce him to you by a simple prayer. Or maybe you were in a relationship with him and then you got distracted maybe because of rebellion or disobedience or whatever whatever it was that distracted you. I want to give you an opportunity to make your way back to him today. If you just put your hand on your chest like this and we'll pray with you. Father, for everyone that is surrendering their hearts to you today, in the name of Jesus, we're asking that you bring them into your rest. As you stand at the door of their hearts and knock, we ask that as they open, come in, O oh Lord, and make a meal with them. Change their lives. Let them be lifted, our Father. And let your name alone be glorified in Jesus' precious name. We pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. We have Papi here. Hi. Good evening, Papi. Hi. Yes, sir. Okay. So, um, uh, like I said, I, I, I just I mean, there's a lot to take from the Hebrews um, 3, chapter 3. But yeah. I focused. <laughs> it's a lot. A lot. <laughs> I focused more on the on the parts because um, this evening is not enough to tear it down, you know, completely. So, um, from from where you sit, sir, oh. as a leader, you know, there's a part where he says that even though these guys, you know, they were all rescued from Egypt under the leadership of Moses. In my head, I'm like, these guys were all rescued from Egypt under the leadership of Olufemi Munei, right? So this. These guys, they saw this man do things, walk with God, but they still rebelled against God because we're not rebelling against him. So from, from that from that ego standpoint, maybe you want to just, how does it feel when a leader pours out his heart to rescue people from Egypt? And still, they rebel against him. They are the first ones to say crucify him. They are the first ones to take a gossip, or I mean, the first ones to 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 be critical. How does it feel, sir? Maybe, I mean, I, I I can't answer that question because <laughs> I'm not I'm not there yet. Ah, how does it feel? Um, painful, you know. I mean, really painful because. Mm. You, uh, like you said, you know, it took it takes a lot of sacrifice to to serve people. You let go of family, comfort, your career. You know, hmm. you follow God, and God, you know, elevates people. And not, you see, yeah, it's painful. That's how it feels. But however, however, you know. Um, Perspective is is so important because we if we if if the leader doesn't have perspective, the pain can drown you. It's so painful; mm. it can actually drown. <laughs> it can actually drown you. So, 
the leader must have perspective. And number one is, like Moses said, and like God said to Moses, they have not rebelled against you, Moses. Mm. They have rebelled against me. Mm. So many times, the stones people throw at their leaders is the stone they wish they could throw at God. <laughs> if they could see God. So, so it, it's, they, it, they are deeper issues they are dealing with, you know? So the leaders will just be the object of, you know, what to be pelted and all that. But God, like he said, Moses, it's not about you. These people are not rebelling against you. They are rebelling against me. And Moses said to them, you are not rebelling against me. You are rebelling against, against God. So, so mostly that is the first perspective that a leader must have, mm. you know, to be able to weather this town, you know? I mean, let me give an example. I've had someone that was diagnosed with the same disease that killed the late president, Yaradoa. This guy went to the UK for second opinion. He went to Dubai for third opinion. And they all confirmed that he had the, I can't remember what it was, you know? And he came to my office, of course, shaking and, you know, is this the end of my life? And my heart was broken to see him in that state. And we prayed together. I mean, it was, it was an amazing time of prayer. Hmm. Boom, boom. He was healed as in instantly healed. Hallelujah. The same person, when I was going through a challenge, went around saying that I use witchcraft powers. No. That I don't use, I mean, the pain was unbelievable. <laughs> the pain was unbelievable. But leaders are human. And yeah. sometimes shepherds, they, they experience what they call sheep bites, you know? <laughs> sheep bites. <laughs> you know? Pardon? I said the sheep will bite the shepherd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've not heard of sheep bites before? They are sheep bites. <laughs> so, you know, and it was, it was really painful, but again, perspective is so mm. important is so important. So the first thing is, it's not about you, Femi. It's about yeah. God. It's yeah. not about you. That's number one. Number two, number two is for everyone, there are 99 others that mm. are loyal, that are honorable, that are faithful. So as a leader, we should not get fixated on the one that is a tyrant or the one that is, and now change our narrative to fit the, you know, I like the way you separated disobedience from rebellion, to fit the rebellious or the disobedience. 
Meanwhile, they are like staying on that ship that are serving God, loyal to Jesus, you know, holding your hand up, supporting you. So if the leader allows himself to be bitter based on the handful of cantacross ones, then the leader will be doing a disservice to the 99 others that are looking up to him for spiritual direction. So the leader must keep his heart protected. You must develop a thick skin and have a soft heart. You must keep your, your, your heart protected so that the 99 others, they deserve your best. The 99 others, they deserve your, you being sharpest and not being overtly focused on the negative mm. ones. Mm. That's how to survive it. Amazing. <laughs> I was going to do a follow-up question, but you, you killed the follow-up question because I was going to ask, what is the coping strategy? So apart from the part that the leader gets hurt, what is the coping? But you just, you, you, you murdered it. Perspective, and of course, the leader needs to know that there are other people that is responsible for, and that is just amazing. And I think it's also, it just um, talks about that part where it says that we, you know, when I said we're better together, verse 13, that we must warn each other. I mean, that's what leader today, mm. you, as long as you're here today, encourage, you know? So, I, I mean, I, I must say thank you, Papi, for being such an encourager and for keeping your heart um, soft. <laughs> Even your skin hard in spite of all the things that happen in leadership. God continue to lift you, sir, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Pastor Richard. That was amazing. Um, um, God bless you, in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Amen. Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious Amen. unto you. The Lord lift Amen. up his countenance upon you and give Amen. you peace every Amen. day single day of your life. Amen. Amen. And, and God's favorite house, um, let's remember that this is our year of lifting and we are lifted all the way. Okay, God bless you. God bless you. Thank you, sir. Thank you for listening to this. I want to encourage you to share this resource with your family and friends. God bless you. Oh, <laughs>